Hi, this is Ricky Stewart, and if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight, not this rubbish with Flakey Blakey. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And once more joining us all the way from the west coast of the United States of America in his special guest role is Matthew Heather Locklear Leneves. Matthew. Hello fellow Raiders fans. The second half was amazing. I'm slightly north of the Novocastrian South but here we are. Yes. Another week to play for. Indeed. And Look out, Kevin Walters, because we're coming for you. We are, and thank you, all of you, for joining the podcast, formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, coming to you from the filthiest store in Berry, somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No, it's also particularly cold. I might. It's very I cold. actually might. Just, I might. I, watch, one day, depends watch, if watch yourself. someone wants to pay me, I might do it. Watch yourself, because, you know, I've been keeping the dirt file. <laughs> yeah. The last person to try to reveal it, well, they lost their thumbs. Yeah. Yeah, lost there's, their thumb. There's, there's more than poor Gowan in that debt file. Yeah, and we're brought to you <laughs> with the very dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Camberator's number one fan forum on the internet. Get online and get engaging. And talking about people who love the Camberators as much as you do, come in and buy your LPs, your CDs, your T-shirts, and all your brilliant Audio Technica gear from the good people at Landspeed Records because they do love the Camberators as much as you do. And if you're listening to this podcast... It's a fairly good bet that you love the Camberators. That's a fair guess, right? Hoo-yah. Blake, you've got some news for us. News. It's Every week you think there's not much news, but well, okay, news. so big news. Um, Ryan Sutton has played his last game in green. Turns out that he has a injured finger. Oh, for God's sake, you and, and that's And that's why... Um, cause Turns I was, out. I was surprised I was surprised last week that, that Emre Gula got the nod ahead of him, but obviously Emre more than justified that decision by Ricky. Mm. Uh, and now Sutton's he's got he's, well. He's he's he had he had a bit of a slip up the week before, but he was back to his best again uh, against the Knights. Mm. And yeah, um, Ryan Sutton's gone. A great pity, Ryan. An awesome dude. Awesome dude. A bit bit touchy on his current mo. It's a bit pimpy, but you know what? You know the boy from Wigan's trying to wear it as well as he possibly can. Been an ornament to the club. Really enjoyed having him around. Wish he wasn't going. He is going. But thank you, Rhino. Yeah, I mean he's he's. I think we've seen the best of him. I say this about a lot of players. You do that move you on. Do. I always you, try and like once they go, I try and just you like, really love them. slagging a player <laughs> off, don't death, you? Death, right. you, want, you wanted to out me during the week, didn't you? With something I put on our little Twitter feed about. I wasn't going to say. I wasn't going to say anything. No, he's been. We that, was, there, that was so, in the dirt file. No, so when it comes to this is some behind the scenes, behind the velvet rope, um, our listeners. When it, I might have said on a group chat that I kind of considered Sut, Sut God as a bit of a plotter. And it's just because he's quite a direct rugby league player. You know, he runs up pretty straight. He's tackling those guys aren't isn't as difficult as trying to tackle someone that has a bit of movement at the line. And I mean, James Graham said that on 360 last night when he was trying to compliment Andrew Fafita. And I mean, you know, Sut God's footwork isn't the greatest, but we can't question his commitment. So I hope he has a great career at the Dogs. But I'm, I'm glad that maybe we have prioritised Horsburgh and Gula mm. um, over him moving forward. And, and who knows, maybe Peter Holler can step into that space next year. But I think Adder, I think Adder's the guy that steps up. I think he's, he's, if you looked at some of his um, 
stats from the New South Wales Cup over the last couple of weeks. He's got, you know, like 200 metres in games and stuff. Mm. And the, the games I went and saw him play live in New South Wales Cup, he looks like another pupper. Yeah, he's in waiting. He's so ready. I think I think Holler's... I'm still not sure about Holler, but yeah, I think I think we did make the right decision. And Ryan Sutton, great player, great dude. But he is, yeah, he's like the old school pommy forward, I think, you know, pretty... And he's pretty one of those guys potatoes. too that, you know, if, if we're looking at our squad, I mean, and we're, we're losing a lot of players actually um, at the end of this year. So it's the last home game for a number of guys. Adam mm-hmm. Elliott, um, obviously, Chansey and um, uh, Josh Hodgson. So there's there's quite a few guys that um, that are moving on. So it's going to be a big, big, big game this weekend for, for some of the guys on the field and some that aren't going to be there. And hopefully, I know the Raiders are going to do something after the game, which should yeah. be good for the fans. So hopefully well, we get a good turnout, day game and everything. But Yeah, it's, it's, it's been terrible weather, but it's a bit sunny today. So hopefully it's, it's not, not too bad um, on Saturday. But Josh Hodgson, he had his farewell. What game was that against? There was really cold and there was no one there. Was that the Dragons? Or was the no? It was even before that. No, I think it was the Dragons. No, it was whatever game it was. It was like he got to blow the horn, and there was about seven thousand people there, and it was, it was, it was felt like a pretty sad way for him, yeah. to bow out. So hopefully yeah. they do do. Hopefully there's a good crowd on hand on Saturday, and they do. Um, yeah, they do do something with for Hodjo. Well, because yeah, particularly Hodjo and CNK um, really have been great for the club. I mean, that 2019 oh, grand final absolutely like the pinnacle of the last, you know, 30 years of the club, you know, 25 years of the club. 30 years of your life. It's the best thing that happened. Yeah, it really was, you know. <laughs> and hodjo has been pivotal to the turnaround of this club. He's been one of the leaders since he got here. More than know? anyone. More, More than, than anyone. anyone. Exactly. He's yeah. been, you know, there's Ricky and then there's Hodjo. But in terms of a signing, is there a bigger signing than than Hodjo since Mal Meninga? I can't think of one. As someone that's come in, signed, had that much impact, there isn't. There isn't. The gears are grinding. No, the cogs are turning. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about Shikoski that. was big. Yeah, Shikoski was big. Massive. But he, no, he was like one, our best player for a long time. Oh, yeah, 100%. but he didn't have the supporting staff. Um, I, think, I think Jason Smith but no, Hodge, was a fairly good signing, but not in the Hodge. That was his season, wasn't it? Yeah, or it was a season and a half. It was a season and a half. Yeah. It was, um, a, fun, it was a fun ride. I went to all those games at home. It was a fun there ride. The players that we picked great. up that were a bigger, a bigger noise was made of than Hodgson when they were brought. Like David Shillington, you remember when we saw Matt Orford. Yeah, Matt Orford. Matt Orford, there was a noise about that too. But Hodjo came in where I think there was people hope but really didn't know. But he provided, you know... He, I watched the... He, when, after we signed him, there was an England test and he and Daryl Clark were the two hookers yeah. and they were sharing the role and Hodjo started and Clark came off the bench and I was like, oh, we signed the wrong guy here. Yeah. We should have gone after Clark because he's gotten a lot more spark. But Hodjo, he came to us as, you know, a solid player, but he developed into an elite player. Was yeah, yeah. He, he, rose, the, he rose above the level. bit more news. Um, Jeremy Hickman mm. is leaving Yeah, the announced today. So he's followed Wayne. He's He was at Wayne at the Broncos mm. twice when Wayne went, went to the Broncos left. I think he was with, with Wayne at the Dragons. He was at with Wayne mm. at the Knights. And now he's following Wayne to the Dolphins. Um, it's a bit of a bit of a concern. I mean, we've just replaced one high performance guy, and we've had another guy who's only been with us for a year, and he's already moved. I guess on. it goes back to the point that you know, um, Porks make quite a lot. It's it's kind of hard to keep people in Canberra, right? You know, so mm. it, it, there's a huge turnover of staff moving forward next year. It's something that we spoke about on that group chat. You know, when we, we, you'll get into the news later with Sammy Williams, but. Our recruitment officer, our high performance officer, and our assistant coach are all well, moving on. What I've heard is Sam Williams is actually he's in the uh, final semester of his um, course at Canberra University, 
in mm-hmm. um, in human movement. So he might he might be able to take on that role as well. He's trolling you. He's been trolling you, Matthew. It's fake news. He's been trolling. Oh, you. Is it? He's been trolling. He you. actually got me. You son of a bitch. He got me too. If it's any consolation, he completely got me as well. Was, was, I didn't. Someone from another. Another podcast made that. Made that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that. He, he's <laughs> trolling, and, it, and it's very low brow. It's very low rent, may I add? But I shouldn't expect. So to just to rent. pull the curtain back once more, if you are listening to this and you don't know this gag, uh, earlier today or yesterday, um, Blake sent me a, a a link or something to a, a story that was Sam was Williams is now the. It was a tweet. <laughs> that Sam Williams is now the assistant coach of the Raiders, the NRLW coach. And the what was the next Head one? The recruitment, recruitment manager. And I was like, I'm all for it. <laughs> Screw it. Screw you. Because everyone jumped on saying that it yeah. was a bad, bad choice. And I'm like, man, I'd give Sam Williams the keys. Yeah, just, you know? just to recap, though, Blake is a troll. I think we can all agree on that. Blake, you're a troll. Everyone I found my calling. You. I found my calling. There's someone else on another podcast who, yeah, I sometimes sends me stuff and uh, yeah, and you I, just, I, you just I, do I send I, I send it around. Whereas because the people that run the uh, social it's media, you're social rent. media. No, let's get on to the news. Podcast. Let's get back to the news. You're low rent troll. <laughs> Uh, what else have we got? Arendelle into the semis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Arendelle College are into the semis of uh, what used to be called the Commonwealth Bank Cup. I don't know what it's called anymore, but the last time they won that was 1998. Um, Peter Holland Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting thing. Um, and they're into but uh, they've got a star player, centre by the name of Regan Carr, who the Raiders have just signed. Apparently there was some talk that he might get picked up by the West Tigers, but uh, the Raiders have signed he him. Saw, he he looks saw like a sense. bit of a unit. He watched the West Tigers in the weekend. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The West Tigers just building to beat us in the last round. Um, but uh, yeah, so, well, the other news is, of course, James Tamo had his suspension downgraded to one week, which means he will his last game will be at Leichhardt against us, so he gets to play that. Oh, game. he's a good bloke. Jesus, good bloke. I'll tell you this one thing about James Tamo. <laughs> he has the biggest head I've ever seen on a human. Yeah. His, he's, his head he's, is enormous. He's like um, Easter Island sort of material. He really he? is. His head looks he's like He's from Braidwood, isn't he? Or is his wife? No, no his wife's from Braidwood. Misses, but he's he, from New yeah. Zealand, mate. He's James Tama. He's from Palmerston North, mate. Yeah. Pushing chops. Jan- that's that's, that's why he plays in New South Wales. That's why he plays in New South Wales. Yeah. yeah. Them letting him off is a complete farce. Well, but you know, they let people, him off. People, they just cut it down to one week. Yeah, but people yeah. say the cheese got How can you downgrade what you say? How can you downgrade what you say? But I don't think that what he said was, so the cheese got three weeks, right? And he got he's got it downgraded to one week because he's a good bloke. The cheese said, a sense said the ref was cheating. Right? Yeah. Tamo said he's incompetent. It's completely different. It's completely different. You can have integrity, and and be incompetent. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you're not accusing someone of actually accusing someone of cheating is far worse. So mm. while people are saying, well, this one got three, it weeks is far worse. Week. Yes, it is. And and look, I think incompetent is in line with weak gutted dog. It's a week. <laughs> it's a week. <laughs> You know? Yeah, but he could, he's probably allowed to show up to like training still in his in his in his week suspension, isn't he? He's probably allowed to be at the game. Yes. I don't know. Probably will be yeah. salmon. Salmon is a very weak gutted fish. It's like a shitty fish to eat. So I'm happy with he didn't him have a good game turning anyway. out yeah, great for the rest of his life. All right, but let's let's turn our attention to the 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 Knights win. I say with inverted commas. Um, uh, have we seen Have we seen a worst first half from the Raiders in recent memory? Yes, Which, maybe maybe we have, but I mean um, easily. Yes, Papa said that he he thought it was the worst one they played in the in the. That's because he made two of the mistakes, mate. I know. That's because I know he was he was pivotal in the problem. I know the only worst start I can think of is the twenty twenty prelim. 
Oh, yeah. Where, where basically we made every post a loser in the first 25 minutes. But that was against the Red Hot. Weren't we, weren't we worse this year against the Titans when yeah. we were down 20 nil? 22 nil. I, I, would argue, in... I would argue that this was worse than the Titans' effort. No, Titans but Newcastle completed... Some... The Knights completed at 20, like 26 21. out of 20. At 100, yeah, 21 out of 21. At 100%. Yeah. Their kicking game was on point. They got lucky with two of the tries. You know, Gagai and Seb Chris had a great little battle where Chris got him once. So then Gagai got him on the outside. So then Chris didn't want to let that happen. So he showed the inside shoulder. And then the the second row ran through for that last try before the end of the half. So th- they got darted down that edge a little bit. But it, we weren't incompetent. We made three errors, which were two from Papa. Um, and one of them was backed up by probably Tommy Starling putting a bit of an extra little nudge into the tackle. Mm. Um, Corey Horsburgh did that great tackle on that on Dominic Young, who turned around and tried to find his front, and kind of looked like a bit. It was a bit of a, you know, like maybe a, a tipping tackle, but it wasn't a foul. And and they had a really decent kicking game. Um, you know, I don't think it was we were incompetent. We just everything that couldn't go our way didn't go our way, and we didn't help it. You know, and it wasn't a great half. We didn't. No. We decided not to build pressure, but when couple of sets we did and then we went both times we got down to their half we scored so it's it, yeah i wasn't too concerned you know, until they scored that final try just before half time the and try. then i was a bit like oh this is a bit this is a bit bad but like some people online in our group chat i won't name any names like we're calling for ricky's head at half time he's lost the dressing room he's lost this blah blah, blah. Mm. but clearly he hasn't lost the dressing room because they came out and did what you know we knew that they could do and they did it mm. for rick mm. And they did it from the Mate, I have to... Seb Chris is having some year, bro, yeah, like, he honestly. He, he but in a way, to score that try, that tackle on Milford, whoever it was, to turn the ball over, to catch oh, the ball. To, yeah, who was that? All yeah, those, they, absolutely belted I mean, that guy. Yeah, it was incredible. Mate, three I amazing it was that young centre, wasn't it? No, he yeah, was, was he on that side? No, no he was on Tomoko's side. Yeah. But they, but he, he just had... He had a, such a pivotal game in some really key moments, and yep. he made up for those mistakes. Clearly, he went in at half-time knowing that he'd let in two tries, one on the outside shoulder and one on the inside. Mm. So then straight out of halftime, he, he caught that catch and then he, he hit that that fellow with that tackle that turned the ball over. Mm. And there's 12 points. So he made yeah. up for those two mistakes. And... It was a great Aussie rules take too, wasn't it? That, for that. Oh, yeah. He just went in. Yeah. It was all hands for it. The only one who went up and it was, it was, it was pure class. All eyes for the ball and, and great. But, you know, against a better opposition... The, He's going to be competing for that ball, but you yeah. know what? You know we we did. I don't, I don't think we've been giving him enough credit for the season that he's had because, like, he's obviously he's never he's never been fitter. Yeah, he's never been faster. Yeah, he's having a great season. He's leading try scorer, and you know he's he'd be yeah, one of the it's first, he'd be one of the first players picked. Now, I mean, at the start of the year, mm. we still weren't sure whether he was the right call. I would have had Harley Smith Shields be, yeah. be behind. No, well, Harley had the spot. Yeah. Harley and Tomoko had the spot and then Tomoko shifted over. But the previous, um, if you, if you listen, if you go way back and you listen to Brett White and stuff, the previous off season, Seb Chris was the the best trainer. So that's why he started the season mm-hmm. and then mentally he broke down. So he, he needed to take that break. Yeah. But I'm so happy for the fellow man. Like he, yeah. he's a lovely obviously, oh dude. He, and the game on the weekend was just, yeah, he made two mistakes, but he scored two incredible tries completely different ways. He, he turned an, an Australian centre, a Queensland centre, inside out, and just and the numbers weren't really there, and it was just a, a superb effort on a class player. And yep. then, 
and then to get that defensive effort, you know, and he's, if you, if you look back at the game, there's a couple of times where their attack down the right-hand side breaks down mm. and he's the one getting his shoulder underneath Dominic Young, whoever it might be, and pushing them back five yards, 10 yep. yards. Defensively, he's so committed that if we are going to win this weekend and next weekend and maybe even give it a shake, uh, he's he's been one of our best players the last four to six weeks, and I'm I'm really really happy for the guy. Leading try scorer. So my, my yeah my semi for semi sorry but my semi for semi is probably just uh, a bit flaccid, a bit flaccid. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, look, my my thing is though from that we had a few good performances, um, but what I really want to see and we're still not seeing we've been calling for a while early ball for Seb Chris, early ball for Matt Timokov. We need the early ball from them. Get them one on one with people, and they're going to give them trouble. Every day of the week, size and speed, they're going to give them trouble. We've got to get them early ball, and we're just not yeah. doing it. Um, I was really unhappy with Tommy Starling's start to the game. Um, I wouldn't be starting with him again. While Zach Wolford has been having problems around market offence in recent days, I want to start with him. He's passing his crisp. He is getting the ball to the advantage. Um, he's making people get onto the advantage line with his passing. He still has things to improve, but I want to see him start with Starling come on later in, in, in the game. Yeah, well, that's traditionally what's worked. But yeah, obviously, Rick, you went away from it because he said that um, that Wolford hasn't had, you know, he, it's true, he hasn't had a proper preseason. He's sort of come into the season yeah. halfway yeah. through. and obviously, big gas, couple yeah. of defensive mistakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 you know, he's played so many games in a row now yeah. that he's a bit worn out. And look, if, if Trevelyan was in a state to step up, yeah, I'd well, be doing pe- that, but he's not at the moment. People because- keep on saying, why isn't Trevelyan playing? Why isn't Trevelyan playing? He hasn't been playing New South Wales Cup. Yeah, he- he's barely strung together a couple of games of Cup in a row. But he's- he, he's been quite sick is what it is. He keeps picking up lurgies. Well, and- it says on the website they've got him listed down with a shoulder injury. Well, that might be the case now. Yeah. One of the reasons he was missing a lot was because he was having a lurgy. But the, the kid can play, so I want to see him come in when we can. Look, apart from Seb Chris, um, Tarpanay once more had a massive game for the club. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think we're all unanimous on the best on field for the Raiders was uh, Hudson Young. Yeah. And and that he should get the $20 uh, land speed records man yeah. of the match. 100%. Yeah. I, I, I thought uh, once more. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I guess. Pivotal moments. I thought Gula was good. I thought Gula was good too. Do you know what I liked again, in, again in, at, at the back end of this game? And I saw it against um, the Storm a few weeks ago. There was a set, you know, towards the back end when um, Gula's still on and Tarpany and um, Papa have come back on. And there was a set where we had the the one, two, three punch of, yeah. of I think it went Tarp, it might have gone Papa, then Tarpany, and then Gula took the third hit up. And they made, you know, it was 15, 20 metres. Yeah. yeah. And I haven't seen like a, a, a three pronged sort of punch like that since, you know, the Burgess brothers at their best. Oh, at South, probably we like had, seven we had that ago. point in 2010 where we had Leroy Lars, Shillington, and and Dane, yeah, and, and Brett White. Yeah, but they we, probably weren't all on the field at the same. No, they, they weren't. Were. But I remember having three punches like that at a time um, where where we were making things. Yeah. But no, that that. I, I also thought I'm on the weekend. I thought Fogarty was pretty decent too on the weekend. You know, like um, a couple of times he got pretty early ball out to Savage. Savage is hitting the advantage line really well. Like he's he's almost breaking the line every yep. second or third time he's taking the ball, and it's a huge difference having him back there. Um, and he's but just yeah, Hutto, better on I that. guess Hutto's just he's just he's going from strength to strength and scoring another <laughs> scoring another grubber try. To, we shouldn't have just... to be relying on him to but he pull us out of the fire, but he can he can do it. Well, he's unbelievable. This this is my major worry coming into Newcastle it. Newcastle Knights Junior as well. This is my major worry coming through is that. 
Fogarty and Jack, their control of the game is still lacking. And, and when I say that, our back line is lacking that real structured danger play. You know, we were commenting last week on that, that try um, in the Dragons match where Javier had three involvements. And it was one of the most mm-hmm. dangerous sets of six we've had where it ended with a lovely backline movement and it looked slick. We don't, and you know, it stood out because we so rarely see those, and we are getting the tries through one out plays or nice interchange of mini passing or through the forwards. And that's, you know, because Fogarty and Jack just don't have that fluid control of the back line. They don't have I don't know, man, but I guess, but I, I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's like this. Like, and think about this, because both of you watch as much, if not more, rugby league than I have. So I'm curious what your ideas are on this. Like, if you're going against South Sydney, you know, they play a pretty simple game coming out of their own half. And then, you know, they're going to try and hit you down one side and then swing it to the left. If you're playing, remember when we did really well in 2019, teams didn't want to play us because we were unpredictable. It was just this kind of chaotic, weird, it might look simple, but it's kind of hard to defend. If it's going to come from Hudson Young, or if it's going to come off the two props, if it's it's Tarpany to Papali'i back to Tarpany, like in the 72nd minute, you got the two biggest guys on the field still being able to create it, something attacking like that. How do you defend against that? How do you defend against that? Because that's not structure. I agree, so, but what I'm saying is that is the threat that we pose. That is the threat. Tarpane and Papali with their offloads and people coming through, that is the threat we pose. I'm saying I yeah, don't but, see too many other threats that we pose. Well, on the weekend, our wingers scored two tries. We scored one down the left. It wasn't a winger, but it was Chris, Chris down the left with a nice backline move. It was... Rap, I know who hasn't scored too many down the right with a nice backline move. And now we've got that punch up the middle. I don't know. I just feel like every week Fogarty's getting better. Every week Jack's getting a little more space. He's kicking games better because Fogarty can also kick down the right. That, you know, mm, it's, yeah. I mean, it, this is easy to say in the second half. The first half, it was a disaster. So I see yeah. the potential in them. I yeah. just want to, if we're going to really have a shake, those two start, have to start getting venom to their play and we need yeah. to see it and we need to see it soon. They have to run into these finals with some sort of uh, some sort of feeling that they can take on anyone because otherwise, you know, you get into, you know, you get into eighth and you're up against the Roosters in the first round. Well, you get what we gave up against Penrith, right? That, that yeah. game, our attack looked inept and it was like, just pass it to Hudson Young. Yeah. And yeah. then he just cuts on the inside, tries to bump a bar someone. It was pretty hard to watch. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, in you the, might be right. In, in, in the Knights win, there was some, you know, really not helping us was the ridiculous penalties and reports. Things getting called up and people getting put on report. Notably, no one got a charge from no. that at all. Not no. even a bloody monetary <laughs> fine. But on I, I said if, if, um, if Big Red, Big Red Hines um, got a charge from the, the one shot on Clune, I was going to walk to um, Geo Stadium on Saturday, nothing other than the last clown beanie. And, and I think thankfully... the MRC heard that and went, you know what, we're going to spare people from that. I was already checking it. the weather. I was already checking the weather forecasting how cold I was going to be. <laughs> but but look, that, that, that was ridiculous. But you know what? Uh, there was something in that match that really ground my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? And you know what grinds my gears, Blake? Tell us. No, you meant to say something that you think might grind my gears. Mother-in-law's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They grind that's Small for sure. puppies that bite people's ankles. Yeah, I've got one. Of other those. people's, other people's children. Yeah, some. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they all go. But what ground my gears? You could see clearly, well before anyone played on, that that forty twenty of theirs that was awarded had hit the line and should have gone back. They had time to pull that back. Now oh, they, will review, they oh. will review the dropout situations and countermand something that's gone through. Forty twenty should be absolutely no different. Yeah. Absolutely no different. 
um, in that circumstance. It was clear that it hit the line, that they'd got the call wrong. And, you know, it's easy to get those calls wrong. People are fallible. But when we can all see it on telly, call it bloody back. You know, because it did hit the like you was just wrong. It wasn't like, oh, that's a 50-50 call. It's just, no, no, it was a wrong call. Yeah. And, and that's one of those ones where um, it, it's completely able to be reviewed and checked instantaneously, looked and gone, nah, got that wrong, you're going back there. It doesn't hurt it at all. Uh, and it really grinds my gears that there isn't the consistency um, to do that sort of thing because matches can be lost on those things. It's just weird where they apply because they micromanage and go through some things with the fine tooth comb, comb and then other things. And then others, they don't yeah. do it all. But just, I, I'd be all for just doing almost none, only having the video ref on tries, but, you know. Yeah. It goes, well, that's exactly it, right? It goes back to the NRL. They haven't really set up the system properly to keep up with what they're trying to do. So they want to, they want to be technical. They want a video ref. They want to have all this bullshit, but they're not actually, they haven't put in place the right mechanisms that across all of the games, there are enough professional people at the levels that are making these decisions mm. that know what the rules are. Hence the Ben Hunt shit in Wollongong, you know, hence the video ref getting involved with Matt Lodge in our Warriors game. And I have friends that are Knights fans that I was on, you know, chatting with them because I, I managed to watch this game live. The video referee in this game was God awful. Jerry Sutton. And not Jerry Ger Sutton. Was it Jerry Sutton? Yeah. Oh, what the fuck is going on then? Hang on, hang Cause on. Because it wasn't just... Hang on. It's time for... Ask Clown of the Week! <laughs> And leading the way for me for Ask Clown of the Week is Jerry Sutton. What the F was going on there? A, the things putting on a report uh, and, and all manner but of other the things. But it's the one, the Corey Horsburgh one, getting back to that one briefly, not an attempt to make a genuine tackle. Have you ever heard anything? No, like, it was ridiculous. That, that, and it, it was wasn't even just... And it wasn't even just for the Raiders. Like he made some, the video ref got involved and made some awful choices for the Knights in this game too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Tarpany stayed down and he got a little smack across the face from a head clash and they got, Tarp we got a penalty, which was pivotal in the game. Yeah. When, when Tarpany was like pressure on the head, there was no pressure on the head. The video ref yeah. was completely out of line in this game for both teams. Oh, and it's it, just It was a shocking display from him. And, and we've seen Casey Badger doing the video ref in recent weeks and doing a really good yeah, job good. of it. She's been doing a really good job. And there are so many of the retired officials out there who might not be able to keep up with the pace anymore, but sure as he'll know the rules and, and know how to... But also, know. too, it's, it's just a, like, the, if you look at, you know, the way that they... It's the same thing with the Elliot Whitehead hip drop. If you just look at it in slow motion, it's trying to find you're some, trying to find something, something yeah. to put someone on a report for, and then maybe it could be something. It's just it's uh, my, frustrating. Yeah. My thing is too, you know, like when you're going through a a video replay for a try, and two players are jumping up to try and catch the ball, they're both competing for it. In in the old days, God, I'm sounding like the old man that I am, but you, when you didn't slow that down, if the player came out of that contest holding the ball. That was the end of the story. They yeah. won the contest for the ball. But now you're looking for, in that contest, did the ball go from here to I there know. and back? And all of a sudden, yeah. it's a knock-on. Because technically... Dominic right. Young got stung yeah. against us in the first half when Rapa went up. And, and then Rapa, mm -hmm. the same time with... it. I mean, it wasn't Young. It was Kotrick with with um, yeah. Dominic Young. But when... I just think there um, things in Edric Lee went up, Rapa, Rapa, rather than waiting to tackle him, he tried to push him mid-air. The problem with that one... Ball, if they're both contesting a ball, it doesn't matter if it's a ricochet because the other person's coming in. If you accidentally knock it, it comes off them. Like you actually generally knock it forward and it goes into them and come back. There's a big difference between that, between you're trying to grab it, they're trying to grab it, and it, it, it's pinballing between the two. 
that's not you dropping it. That's yeah. them coming and getting yeah, involved. It's not yeah. a knock on. Yeah. And it, it, what, but the, what were you going to say, Blake? The, the about Rapp, that one with yeah, Edric the Rapper one and Edric Lee. It just made me realise, and I'm I'm sure other people thought this as well. When you're up against um, whether Tupu or Edric Lee or whatever. Don't even try and compete because Rapper, nah. he did, he sort of in between. He sort of tried to compete for the ball he and tried half, to tackle yeah. him. But you got to just, just let him catch the ball and then try and smash him, which Rapper can do. But he's not going to be able to he actually, just, he actually just pushed him in the air, which yeah. you're not allowed to do either. Yeah. <laughs> and then Edric, amazingly, a great effort for the fella. And mm. I hope he scores a thousand tries for the Dolphins next year. But mm. um, did I ever tell you guys I, I actually sat on a plane with Edric Lee? We don't we done this on the podcast. No, so I flew no. back from Australia. I flew back from Australia to. Um, the states probably this is years ago when he was probably still playing for the raiders like seven or eight years ago and edric was coming over here to go in, in the exit row you know the poor fellow was in like the middle row of um economy mate like jesus so they was didn't put him in the, they didn't put him in the, i Dude, thought you would have ran into him in first class that was the point of this he must have flown himself mate no we're all in coach what are you talking about um or economy but he he couldn't sleep because basically he was so tall that his head oh. was almost hitting the top of the plane that's but, um, normally I, they give people like that the exit row. Mm. I love Edric too. Like the, for a fella that might not have the body shape that would normally really make it in rugby league, but probably basketball, he's actually carved out a pretty decent career. Yeah. And scores mm. a lot of really good tries, and he nearly scored the try at the end of the game. Like he had no no shot at that, and he ended up what missing missing by yeah. But also too, I don't think he put it yeah. down on the corner post, which is out. But I also think the put down was more of a drop than that. Yeah, yeah, I down. think he dropped it before that yeah. happened anyway. So yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was. Who's your Basque fan of the week anyway, Blarco? Um, so Peter Volandis. Oh nice. Um, is he going to get the Basque fan of the year? Because I think it's he's... between it's between him and you. I think is it again it's or not? Between, no. Uh, what have I done as Ask Clowny? Ask Clown Klein. Uh, <laughs> no, so Peter Volandis. The way that he runs the rugby league is like a mad dictator. Mm. It's like he's Scott Morrison or something. Oh, yeah, it's like he thinks he is Roman Abramovich. <laughs> he doesn't own the NRL. Like, this is not his plaything for him to just decide that he's going to change the rules at a whim. It's not... It's his plaything for him to decide that oh, I might just, you know, float the idea that we're going to play the grand final somewhere else because the New South Wales Premier's pissed me off. Yeah, I just don't like the way that he, he's running the game and I think the sooner we get rid of him, the better. And also annoys me the way that none of these um, talking heads on NRL 360 or News Limit or anything else ever criticise anything. No, they love him, mate. They all love him. Yeah, because, because you know why? When they rock up on race day at Randwick, Peter's yeah. probably there and he pulls aside the velvet curtain or whatever and they go up to the chairman's lounge or whatever he's got up there and yeah. It's ridiculous. There's more than that, mate. I'm sure he's probably given him a, a kicker or something. It's ridiculous. What are, uh, why are you looking? I don't know. Why are you giving me that awkward silence? Look? Well, I'm I'm not making any of these allegations, so I just. This is when this that... is when Paul comes and goes. Everyone here at the podcast doesn't agree with everyone else at the podcast. <laughs> I'm certainly not making these statements. Anyway, uh, who's your ask? Oh, I've got. Well, I've still got. A, so there's there's you a runner. Can't, up. You can only choose one. No, there's a runner up. You can't have every there's, ask there in the world. We up. know you hate everybody under the planet, I and don't. you're a bitter and twisted old grey man. But it doesn't mean the, you can. The runner up is the guy that doesn't know how to wear a beanie properly. So Paul finally got round to delivering some of the prizes during the oh, week. Oh, finally. Honey. After you finally got around to bringing the honey. <laughs> the honey's been here for weeks, man. The honey and the uh, jalapenos. And he posted, he, posted, nectar. he posted pictures of himself wearing an Ask Clown beanie. And the first comment was from Lord Funkington. He said, you look like someone who's never worn a beanie before in their life. I was pointing out that I was uh, wearing it the correct way and, around. Ask Clown. And then someone, and then someone commented on one of the things and said, oh, I was actually planning to buy one of the beanies, but now that I've seen that they're so ill-fitting... Yeah. 
I don't want one. Well, well, well they're sold say, out anyway, so you weren't no, getting any there's Raiders by 56 ones coming. I don't yeah, want but that's not an ask clown beanie. I don't want to be stuck with them. But it's the same. Look, Matt's got his on now. It's it's perfectly well-fitting. They're not ill-fitting. They're great right. beanies. Yeah, but it's you can't hot here see in LA the words the wearing. way he's doing it. I was making sure you could see the words. That was the whole point yeah. of it, you scum. Who's your ask clown of the week, Matthew? Whichever dickhead let James Tamo get off because he's a good bloke. I mean, seriously. Now we have to play him at Leichhardt. I mean, who cares if he's not going to win the game? But no, but like it's but that's setting that precedent where it's about language. You know, like if you if you argue against, they had a precedent, and then how far can you push that argument? Like, is it about tone, or did he say it because he meant it? Was he angry when he said it? Did he? I just think it was worse. It was more aggressive um, than the cheese one. Although I said the cheese one was. Could technically be considered worse because it was questioning no, the integrity. It's an allegation of integrity. Yeah, but, but what's also like, hard is we also don't know what James Tamo's been saying for that ten minutes leading up. Like maybe yeah. he's been in his ear, and then, and the refs just had enough. So, to me, it's that. I mean, I'll always say Peter Volandis. Like I'm just sick of it. Everything it changes every two weeks. So, I mean, every I, I jump on and I see that he's he's having a crack at the minister, and now they're going to do the Super Bowl. What are they going to take it to Brisbane one year, Melbourne the next, and then where do they go after that? Fish oh, with, Canberra. I mean, Canberra. I mean, seriously, like, <laughs> you know, and at the same time, they're talking about how we, you know, they want it to be a suburban thing in Sydney, yet um, because the the Shark Park can't hold more than 11,000 this year, they're not, they're going to not allow Sharks to play their semifinal at home. They're going to have mm. to probably play out of, you know, the, the, the centre of Sydney. So all these mixed messages. That shouldn't be, all, that shouldn't be a, a bad thing though. Playing your semi-final in the brand new fancy stadium. No, I know that, but if the whole premise is we want to create suburban, you know, um, tribalism, and then the first time the Sharks get a chance to play at home, they don't let them do it, even if mm. it's less, because the NRL own the own the the Semis, semi-finals. Yeah. It's just a, it's a bit of you know a joke. But I mean, there was a tweet that I mean there was a message that Pork put out this week. And it's actually getting a little bit of traction with some other people talking about it. And, and I, at first I was like, oh, really? I don't kind of understand that. And then I thought about it a bit more deeply. And I, I kind of, I mean, in, interested in what um, Paul has to say when it comes to the salary cap and the issues that we're facing. Obviously this year, I don't know in the rundown whether this is going to come up later in the podcast, but no. we, had, we had the highest you know, amount of points and the discrepancy in the points since we've had 16 teams in the NRL this mm. weekend. There's... If you look at it, and now we're introducing the Dolphins, and something that you brought up like earlier in the year, how the Dolphins probably aren't prepared to compete. If you look at it, you know we're looking at next year. If you're a Tigers fan, if you're a, a Dogs fan, a Warriors fan, um, a Titans fan, how, how do you really feel a Dolphins fan? If you, how do you feel like how are you going to go next year? Mm. And yet now we've got these, we've got a salary cap that's that's kneecapping clubs, yet like. Pork said, "If you have a rich benefactor with all these third-party deals, mm. you can you can sign the cheese. You can sign. Where's Cameron Munster going to go? Like it's it's. Mm. Uh, you we're starting to people celebrate. But I'll hand it over after I've just finished this. Right? People celebrate how good the Roosters are, how good Melbourne are. Mm. But really, are we starting to delve into an area where it's looking more and more like?" the English Premier League where yeah, there's yeah. six clubs that are great and then the rest have to and the salary cap's actually a bit of a myth that's kneecapping the rest of them well and, and that's it when when you actually look at it, it was brought in 
to actually try and stop clubs bankrupting yeah, themselves. Yeah, that's the whole reason. It was never brought in. People think that it was brought in to even the competition. It wasn't brought in to even the competition. It was the reason that um, Western Suburbs and Newtown got kicked out of the comp in the first place was because they were broke. Yeah. They went broke. They were trying to compete with the Roosters and Manly and other people that were spending too much on players. And there was no salary cap back then, and they went broke in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and, why I was brought in. And, and since then, it's been we've been told it's been to even up the competition. It's nothing look, to do with it. Maybe it has to an extent. Well, I mean that, but that's the context. But now it's got to the point where you need to talk about whether your club is sustainable. And I mean, the whole state of origin comes off the back of the fact that all the good players came down to New South Wales because the Lees clubs had poker machines yeah. and could play more money and pay more money and the Queensland side didn't and whether you like it or not and Russ, Russell Cray doesn't because he took all the, the poker machines out of the South Lee's club no he put it back in there but, well, but poker machines basically are a break, big revenue raiser now in Canberra we don't have massive private industry to prop up the club and, and to we do know, have poker machines do have third party um, sponsorships or you know private benefactors who might you know do whatever you know other private benefactors and once again i'd like doing. to thank all the degenerate gamblers of of canberra yeah for putting their money into the poker machines <laughs> thank or you the various, so much various raiders clubs that allow Keep me to have a it. team to support go eat those schnitzels they're subsidized <laughs> they're really really good but if you're a club that's sitting there that actually has a really good licensed club network like the canberra raiders do mm. And because it's a licensed club, it's not there for profit, you know, going to shareholders. Yeah. It's there to be spent. Well, if you're there because you're a football club, why can't that money be spent on your football club? It's coming from the community. I mean, yeah, you'll turn around and say to me you, that the Penrith Panthers have the biggest, richest leagues club in, in the country, and they absolutely Who do. Penrith, Penrith and then West West Group that own, what, the Knights? The Knights and stuff. But they have those money. And then, what, and the Dragons sudden, have a big one, right? Uh, yeah, not to the same extent. Um, but the, and when we do, are, are we? How are we are on you that in scale? Favor, on you, that scale, we're pretty big. You, I, you're in favour of scrapping the salary cap and just making it for a free for all. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because you should have poker machines. Because the salary cap doesn't. But work, then that right? will be the Premier League. That's the whole point. That will be the Premier League. That whoever has the most money is probably going to win. Yeah, that's right. Well, so what the they do over here in what they do over here in. Um, the baseball is they have a salary cap, but then if you want to spend over it, there's a luxury tax. So 50% of what you spend over has to go back into the league where they start to distribute that. So obviously, you know, you put it back into country rugby league or junior rugby league. So that's something where maybe you could expose yeah, well, the Yankees have so much more money than everyone else, I guess. Well, that's not, I, don't, I, don't think that's a, I don't think that's a bad idea. In, in that sense, that, that, that obviously has if to be you like got a soft through, cap. But this this is a ridiculous situation where you've got. Clubs like the Bron- I know the Broncos haven't been doing that well, but have more money at their res- at their behest because of the any benefactors. Other club. Yeah. yeah, and then you've got Penrith, who've got this massive lease club, and you've got other ones which have rich benefactors who can do other things that other clubs aren't allowed to do or aren't able to do in the same way. If, I don't know, I don't if, know how we got New- this. If you're in Newcastle, if you're in North Queensland, if you're in Canberra, okay, you're here's, away from here's those the areas. simple solution. The simple solution is you do what you do. They have in the A League, you can have one marquee player outside of your cap. If you want to pay him $5 million out of your poker machine money, go for it. And then every club can have one marquee player outside of their salary cap. Okay. Look, all I'm saying is the salary cap doesn't work. Anyway, you want to talk about stupid ideas? Here's the shark. All right. What is up? John is back after a week off. I'm fresh. I'm feeling good. I needed the week off to get my head right. Who cares? Like, yeah, the Dragons game was boring. I just didn't want to talk about it. Uh, but now I'm back here to talk about this game against the Newcastle Knights. 
Uh, I watched it up in North Sydney after attending North Sydney Oval. The Bears versus the Magpies. The Bears were triumphant, and it was kind of a, uh, a fitting end to the weekend for the Tigers organization, because I also attended that game at the SCG. Holy shit, what a debacle. I feel, tell- I feel terrible for Tigers fans, really. Uh, and guess what? A uh, little sidebar here. I don't know why they're actually punishing James Tomo. I mean, how could you punish a man for saying something that's absolutely correct and true? And real. All right, let's get back to the game. So the Raiders, uh, they've defeated a hapless and toothless Newcastle Knights up in Newcastle. And can I just have, can we just focus on those disgusting mining jerseys for a minute? First off, they're god-awful looking. And second, they're mining jerseys, espousing the virtues of fossil fuels. I thought we were past that as a society now. Making a big deal about fucking like a rainbow on a jersey how about this bullshit all right okay whatever enough of that get your priorities straight nrl okay whose pockets are getting lined anyway yeah the raiders didn't make it easy on themselves as usual and uh had to come back from like a double digit deficit in the second half i mean i'm glad that they did because the uh the greenhouse forum suicide rate would be going up like dramatically this week so i mean i always want to see less of that but um, really, uh, I don't know. When your leading try scorers are Seb Chris, the Seabass, I mean, I love him. But when he's your leading try scorer, along with Hudson Young, there's something broken in that attack. What the fuck do we hope to see come finals? All right? We got the cattle. Let's just get this shit together. But really, in the end, it doesn't matter. Come to the Manly game this weekend. I'll be there with the lad. Funkington's going to be there. When I see him, I'm going to give him a little noogie and a swirly, stick his head in the toilet, you know, welcome him to town. It's going to be great. So uh, come out, hoot and holler, throw some tomatoes at Manly, and uh, come say hi, you know. And when you do that, just stay, like, a good five feet away and uh, actually don't say hi. Just don't, don't approach me, okay? I love you, but just stay away from me. Uh, okay, thanks, and uh, go you green things. Yeah, did I tell you it was a stupid idea? Yeah, I did. I did. But we should really be talking about the Manly game. We should be talking about the Sharks gig tomorrow night. I this love Thursday. the Shark. Yeah, this yeah. Thursday. Yeah, go to the Sharks gig. Thursday, At yep. Sideway. It's up in East Row in Civic. Yep. Sort of near where the asylum used to be. Yeah. If you're old enough to listen to this podcast and remember the asylum. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny story about the asylum. The night before the 94 Grand Final, um, Sidewinder, the camera band, were playing there. Indeed. And they got me up to sing uh, the Bad and Mean Green Machine song. That must have sounded fantastic. <laughs> it did sound. It sounded great. Yeah, yeah. It must have sounded uh, Shout out to Sidewinder. Shout out to Sidewinder. Remember listening to Not Coming Home on the road between Three Ways and Catherine, the top thing, and thinking, oh, it's a great song. Did love that. Sidewinder, great great Canberra band there. Um, now, we need to talk about the team list for the Manly game. Coming to you for Jersey's Mega Store down on Iron Knob Street, Fitchwick, behind the cock. If they don't have the jersey that you're looking for, it's because you're looking for a shit jersey. Mm. Because they've got them all. Anyway, go down, check them out, ask them, mention our name, they'll say who. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so the Raiders, unchanged. We've got Javier at the back. We've got Nick Kotrick on one wing. We've got Jordan Rafner on the other wing. We've got Timoko and Chris in the centres. Whiten and Fogarty make up the halves. You're back to saying Fogarty because you've been saying, I've listened to the show, you and Matt have been saying Fogarty consistently, but it's Fogarty. Fogarty's correct. 
So you always have to chip away, don't you? You always have to knit, no, knit, I'm just knit, saying. knit, knit. You know you it's fogety, not fogety, Everyone man. gets really sick of your negativity, Blake. They really do. I do know it's fogety. Why do you keep on saying fogety? Because you, it's an easy just mistake. Just to piss you off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we got Papali'i and Tarpane in the front row with Zach Wolford at hooker. We got Hutto Young and Elliot Whitehead in the uh, second row. We got Adam Elliot at lock in the on the bench. We've got Tom Starling, Emre Gula, Corey Horsburgh, and Corey Hutter with a nighter making up the 17 for best team we can name yeah well for well, yes that we can name yeah um for the seagulls they got tolatau cooler at the back we've got uh raymond uh, tomalo cooler cooler is is he's a, good he's, he's a danger man fast he's, he's fast yeah i don't know if you remember the trial um we played them and he made the break down the wing mm. And the commentator's like, oh, Xavier Savage is coming to get him. He didn't get anywhere near didn't him. Didn't get close to him. We've got... No, he's, he's a sprint champion too. Yeah. We've got Tuamalo uh, Vega on one wing, who I know absolutely nothing about, but that is one sensational name. He's 102 kilos. This is, I believe, his first ever game. So... It is. He's, he's had a pretty... He played in the Jersey flag side, I think, that won the comp yeah, last yeah. year or the year before. And, and... and he had a... He's had a pretty decent run at New South Wales Cup, and now they've given him a shot. And obviously, they're under a bit of pressure over there at Manly. So, Des has decided to open it up. And they've had a few injuries. Europe and Garrett and Jason Sarver out for the year. That's so. right. And on the other wing, they've got Christian Tua Peluto on the wing, who is pretty damn quick. I think we can agree. But he's he's got 19, uh, 19 games under his belt. Um, he's very fast. In the centres, Brad Parker, Hank Scorpio. Serpico, or whatever he's the guy from The Simpsons, is back. Um, he's a handy old centre, but he'll probably struggle. Up against up against Matt Timiko. Yeah, up against and Matt Timiko. And then we've got Morgan Harper on the other one up against Seb Chris. Yeah. So Morgan be... Harper's the one Morgan Harper had a great game against us yeah. in Brisbane last year, if yeah, you remember. He did. He and we they did. beat us and kind of that was the game that we needed to win before the, the last game against the Roosters. Yeah, but, yeah. And um, Morgan had a great game, game that game. He and, did. Uh, that, man. In the halves, we've got the old partnership of Kieran Foran and Daly Cherry Evans. Uh, they always give us trouble. Always give us trouble. They, they always love give it. us trouble. Front row for them One of them is Joshy. Uh, how, do, how does Vlander say it? O'Shea Olay. O'Shea Olay or Josh Alloway, um, other people might say. Brad and Parker, there were a lot of tries scored down Brad Parker's yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's looking at his years at the moment. He's yeah. come Matt back Timico well up against Brad Parker, I like, I like three knees. Up against Hank Scorpio. So Alloway and Sipley on the front row for them with Lachlan Croker at hooker. We've got Alaka Artu and Davey in the second row. We know that's handy. Last time we played them, Davey gave us a fair bit of trouble after... Yeah, he's back too. He wasn't playing the last couple no, of weeks. Matthew and now Rotley he's back. pointed out he was well credentialed. Then they've got yeah. Dylan Walker at 13. Yeah. That scares me, to be honest. Yeah, because I mean, he's it's been coming tough, on like, playing that role, hasn't he? That's a middle. We we feel like we're, we're no, don't be sorry, man. Like it's your podcast. I keep jumping over you. We we I feel like you know we should win this game. We're at home. Well, I had the same feeling against them. We played Manly at home a couple of years ago when Fanua Blake did the whole listen to the crowd bullshit. But yeah, yeah. there's a few guys in this side that single handedly have won them a game in the past. Yeah. Lachlan Croker was yeah. one of the best players when we played them at Campbelltown. Mm. So was Dylan Walker. Yeah. We, we know what Daly Cherry Evans does. Yeah. And Morgan Harper played great in Brisbane. Olakawatu so they're going to have some confidence. Is a weapon. Oh, he's, a, he's a New South Wales player for yeah. sure. Yeah. Him and Hudson Young could actually be the back rowers for New South Wales. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're, they're that good. So well, You go there to their bench, right? And then they've got Benny Trebojevic. We've got Josh Schuster. Um, he's who, dropped off a bit. He's dropped off a fair bit. Um, but he He's can, put on a bit. That's the reason. He has. And then you've got Martin Tapao, who's you know really getting towards the end of his trot now. You know. So I've got on this one, I've got Tapao starting and simply on the bench. But 
Well, I'm, oh, on, no, I'm with I'm, you last week. I'm on the NRL. No, no, you're right. Um, I'm with you last week. Um, but to power, you know, it still has something in him. They've got Kurt De Louis or De Lewis. I'm not sure how you say Another it. rookie. Yeah. Um, sitting there at, be on the 17. So really, the challenge here for them is they've got no turbos. They've got no Garrick. Dylan Walker's at 13. Um, they're really starting to get down. They've got a new a, a lot of players, you know, that are, are really young. But they're still guided around by DCE. But the thing here is their forward pack depth really drops off. When you get to the bench, you've really got to power as the recognised forward on there. Benny Trebojevic is a, is a back. Kurt DeLuis is really a hooker. Uh, uh, um uh, lock yeah. at, at a stretch and Schuster well he's played both 5-8 centre and he's played um, in back the row. back row yeah. and he's out of shape and the, the thing about Tapao too if you know any Manly fans I'm sure you do most of them want him out of the club he's had a rotten year man like he's really fallen off a cliff he's he struggled. was the best prop two years ago and but that's the he maybe will have a good game but but if any side can play a player back into form it's the Canberra Raiders yeah, I don't know Tapao I think, I think like I said Every week on this show, props past thirty are just struggling these days. Well, we've just got to go. Clips. We've just got to go through the forwards. Their bench, their bench. Once the bench comes into play, Corey Horsburgh and Emre Gula are definitely going to add far more fire. Yeah, to, to that as well as Hadley Ryder. Fiery, I love the fire. Then what I love the got. fire they added against the Knights. So they may yeah, hold Papa <laughs> and Taps to start with, but once the change comes on, I think that might be the point. Where you start seeing holes when when over. the opposition fans are giving it to you, that's a good sign. And when he, you know, when he walked off the field, he he, he was waving his arms to the crowd, to bring it on. I loved yeah, it. Yeah. He should be like yeah, I, I said last too, week. Man. He should be the, you know, you want cult heroes. You do. You do He's... want cult heroes. Well, look against Manly though, we've lost the last two. Twenty five six in Mudgee. I think we can all remember that was crap day. And then last year, as Matt Matt was just saying, we lost nineteen eighteen at Suncorp in round twenty three. But we have lost eight of the last ten against these guys, yeah, including they've won, the last two at home. They've won ten of seventeen at Bruce Stadium. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, time. There was time a post oh, post you may like on Facebook. It was from the Manly Seagulls, and it listed all their great victories they've had over the years at Bruce Stadium. I think I'd pretty much been to all of them, and I was yep. just like, oh, that one. Oh. Oh, Do you remember yeah. the one where um, Jamie yep. Lyon at the end like flicked the ball? Over the dead ball, back over his head. I think for Robertson to score. Oh, yeah. There's this. I what, what was the, what was the one where we were up and then someone intercepted it? He was so offside. Oh, was Brett, Brett Stewart. He was a sleeper. Brett Stewart was a sleeper. Yeah. No, and that was 2015. Right. That was when we looked like we could make the finals in 2015. Yeah, yeah. And that killed it. That was and that was just an outrageous. Now, if you'd had the bunker going back and looking yeah. at it, that would have been called back because he was a massive. Yeah. Like he was so offside, yeah. sleeper wise, it was almost sin bin offence for yeah. where he was. But uh, look, just in the lead up to this match, we we're very lucky because we we're able to get in touch with Des Hasler. Um, uh, um, yeah, it's uh, uh, Des, uh, Des Hasler. Um, yeah, I probably uh, 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 don't know much about uh, uh, you two, uh, your Nevils, or uh, or much about your podcast. But uh, uh, here, right here, here we are. Uh, 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 anyway, um, uh, yeah, I've had some, uh, probably had some good times at, uh, Canberra Stadium over the years, uh, um, one that springs to mind in 1991, uh, and we managed to sneak home, uh, uh 46 or 12, uh, uh, against the Rhodes, I think, I think we had 30 mil at half time, uh, uh, got, got some fond memories of, uh, uh, playing at Bruce, 
uh, probably uh, yeah, not going to help us much on Saturday, but uh, uh, we're doing it a bit uh, tough at the moment, but uh, let's uh, uh, um, probably, you know, let's be real. Uh, you blokes aren't exactly uh, uh, pulling up trees either. Uh, that performance against uh, uh, the Knights on Sunday was uh, 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 pretty bloody ordinary, uh, if, if, if we're uh, uh, being honest. Uh, uh, so we, we always uh, tend to lift uh, for the for the Raiders. Um, so I'm looking forward to the game. I'm sure the uh, uh, boys will come with a renewed uh, uh, attitude and have a real uh, 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 dig in that one. So I'm looking forward to the game and may the uh, uh, um, may the best team win. As usual, Des has uh, got a lot to say for himself. People are saying he's on his last legs at, at, at Manly. I was going to say as well that that Manly Facebook post they listed all the um, great victories they've had over the years at, at mm. Bruce and then all the comments afterwards were just Manly fans saying we're going to get flogged we're going to get absolutely smashed and right well you know I you, hope they're right I hope they're right too and I know someone has really delved into the statistics of that so it's time to rip in with Arnie J G'day Raiders fans welcome to another week of ripping in we have Manly this week and they have been in strife for the last five weeks they are averaging 13 points a game while conceding 32 against so no prizes for guessing they are performing performing like a bottom eight team. The game plan's very easy this week. Win the battle up front, stop the spine, and win the game. Caller goes okay at fullback, DCE and foreign, obviously. I'm still not convinced Croker is a hooker, but he can be crafty, so we need to keep an eye on him. The big takeaway from the Knights game is don't give these teams with nothing to play for a sniff. Don't sledge them about any colourful rainbows, whisper sweet nothings in their ear or blow them kisses. Just bash them up for the first 15 minutes so they don't want to be there. Do this, then treat them like the rabble they are for the next 65 minutes. Get early ball to Chris and Tomoko. Savage is improving following the props around looking for offloads and Hudson Young is in career best form. Enjoy your weekend of footy and go you green machine. And it's nice that he's actually got out of remand now, although I, there was a lot of feedback that was very nice to, you know, the improved content that came last week from his area of the world while he was in remand and lost his phone privileges. Hmm. Um, but, you know, always interesting. But maybe he's, we should... got to get, he's got to lay off the meds. That's the only thing. Oh, I don't know. It's, he's got to get the balance of the meds and the alcohol right, I think. Yeah. You know, you, you, it's that prison moonshine. It really is. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> a bit crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The paint thinner. You shouldn't be drinking it's that. Shoe polish. Yeah. It's not working out one way or another. Anyway, but the honey's good. I think everyone can agree the honey is very good. So, who's on the extended bench? It's time to look at the extended bench. How's that? You like that one? Oh, I fucking didn't. I just got to say. <laughs> All right, I feel well. like you were trying to take me to bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, did it work? Um, no. Okay, so for us, we've got uh, the shoe man, Matt Frawley. Uh, we've got uh, Mooney uh, back, which is really nice. We've got CNK. We've got Addo Mariota. And in the 18 jersey, we've got James Schiller. Then they have uh, James Rimenaus. They've got Jamie Humphrey. They've got Jacob Sykes and K.O. Weeks. And then they've got Ethan Bullimore as the 18th man. I'm giving that one to the Raiders on uh, the base 
I've only heard of one of those. But I've only it's, ever heard of one of those players. Before. One that we were going to sign too, yeah. if you remember. Yeah, yes. But I uh, mean, we've got that's that's a star-studded extended bench. There's like there's there's youth, there's experience. Yep. There's you know there's everything on there. There's size. There's guile. There's there's, there's a lot. Do you reckon there should be an extended bench versus extended bench five on five, just ten time. minute game at <laughs> halftime? <laughs> Would be good. Which is the extended bench plays extended bench. Just well, would be good. maybe a boxing match. Well, I mean, most most of them will be playing. In, so the reserve grade game is what's in between reserve grade and first grade on Saturday, because the reserve grade games like starts at like eleven o'clock. So, so the thing, the local, um, uh, is it? Because it was like get along Katrina and Fanny get Cup along games. and see C and K. That's what they had. Plays the last one. Last game at at Bruce, which would be a great thing to do, but it starts at eleven. Yeah, yeah, it's early. Yeah. That's so it's really going to be all over by like twelve thirty. What are you going to do? Another just hang around for another three hours waiting for first grade to kick off. There's got to there's got to be one of the local matches coming on. Either one of the, the women's matches in Katrina Fanning Shield or one of the local yeah. um, uh, Canberra District Cup. I, I can't imagine that. Go the Rams. That was always a problem with like under twenties and stuff. Like when it used Go to be Roos. three grades. When it was all three grades. <laughs> when I was a kid, it was game after game after game. And then when they had the under twenties comp, there was like an hour between the end. Yeah, and they and screwed it. Do you actually have a, a, a side in the local comp? Because I know he goes for the Rams and I go for the Roos. Who do you go for? Uh, well, my local club, which I always wanted to play for, but I was never allowed to, was the um, Tigers. Right. The, the Canberra Tigers was like the inner city, but they're long gone. No, no, but like now. If no. You, was, now that, I don't. was that in the 60s? What the fuck no. are you talking about here? Oh, he's, an old, he's, he's an old man. The and Canberra there was, Tigers there was North, there was died North in the 80s. Yeah, there was the North Spares and there was the Canberra Tigers. And then... So I think they amalgamated at some point, and then they all they went out to. What's the Gungalan so team? The closest to you now is Gungalan Bulls, I guess. Yeah, 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 I guess that's my team, Gungalan Bulls. Yeah, no, at least I go for the Ruse, mate. So go the Rams. Go the Ruse. Anyway, go the Ruse, and uh, just just a shout out to a great sponsor of the uh, of the um, Canberra Raiders and this show, uh, Canberra Toyota Service. Philip, go out and see Gary Burkott. Tell him the pork sent you. He'll say who. No, he actually won't. Also a great ruse man out there as well. So, who's got a lift? Well, I'm going with Fogarty and Whiten. Like I said earlier, they need to start showing teeth. They need to start showing teeth. They just need to start showing real danger. We know they've got it in them. Please show some danger. My, one, my one's Nick Kotrick again, but he was he was a lot better, I've got to say, last week against mm. Knights. He, his work rate was a lot better. But, like, you know... There's so much up to him. We, there's so much more to go. Uh, when we saw the figures, gears. when we saw the figures that I don't 100% believe are accurate, but the Daily Telegraph published their highest 100 yeah, paid yeah, players. Yeah. Nick Kotrick is one of our most highly paid players on $600,000 a year. Well, he should be doing more. He should be doing more. In fact, I would not, moving forward, I would never, if I was in charge of the Canberra Raiders, I would never pay another winger a big money deal. All right. Because then. there's no, there's youth, no Yeah, there's always, look, there's Look Schiller's, at what Schiller and Hapawati have done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Miller is coming through as well. He's a gun as well. Like, there's good. always going to be these people coming through. Hand you don't little, need he, to pay. moustache on Osamu as well. Yeah, but you don't need to be paying stupid money for, you got to put your money, and then we've got a couple of hookers on not much money. You know, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't we need, have, we you shouldn't have two hookers on less money combined than you've got a winger who's barely touching the ball and doesn't really pull his weight enough. All right, who have you got for lifting, Matthew? Uh, good point. Mine, Mine's uh, Nicky Kotrick as well, or Kotrick, uh, and Tom Starling. 
Right. We just yeah. need we just need clean ball. And I was really happy to watch him start because I thought, oh shit, Ricky's going to chase points, and we just needed to. And it, it had a decent game. He really did. Um, mm. But we just for us to. And I'm not saying he had a bad game on the weekend. I'm not. This it's not at all what I'm trying to get to. It's more about if if we're going to win and do well over the next few weeks, we need some. We just need a real clean ball out of the ruck and Tommy actually helped set up that um, first try to Seb Chris because he, mm. he he was barking orders and he, and he yelled at them, we're going right, we're going right and then he said left and they created space we didn't have that too many numbers when um, Savage wasn't even part of that play so we didn't strip them for numbers but just we, we need to have our hooker playing up to the standard of mm. you know Jack and, and, and Fogarty for us to be able to win and you know, if, if Hodjo was still there, it's probably a different story. But yeah, um, you know, so if you know, if we can get that mix between Starling and and Wolford right this weekend, mm. uh, and give them some confidence, we'll, we'll win the following weekend against the Tigers, and, uh, and then we'll have a shot at whoever we play the next weekend. And you know, we can beat anyone. So. I'm 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 looking forward to it. Maybe we can't beat Penrith, but that's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's another story. We've clearly demonstrated we cannot. Any other team? Yes, there, we probably. There, there, there is this horrible, horrible. Pretty good thing. at beating the Sharks. There is this horrible thing where the Broncos have just lost Xavier Coates, which is good news. Uh, sorry, um, Selwood Cobbo for this weekend's yeah. match. The Broncos beat uh, the Eels on Thursday night, which is when most they're of not you, doing most that, of mate. you were doing this. Souths win. Um, one of their matches and the Roosters win one of their matches and we can win both our remaining matches and we still don't make it. No, of course. Yeah, yeah that's the There is this horrible word. So really what all Raiders supporters need to be really doing is hoping to hell that the Eels can beat the Broncos and as an added bonus, if they beat the Broncos tomorrow night, they beat them by a good margin because that's the other thing that plays us back in. At that stage, if they beat them by a good margin, we actually get, you know, like a decent win over... Manly and over West Tigers, then it won't matter if they win their last round because we can get over them on for and against. I'll do the podcast naked next week if the fucking Broncos beat the Eels, mate. That's not happening. Have you seen they've named um, Ryan James at 13? I was like, exactly. you're the yeah. first people, and we will be streaming that podcast <laughs> live with Matthew the Pex Leneves nude next week. So. It should be our, our our best episode ever. They've named they've named Ryan James at thirteen. I mean that's that's not a good sign that's, for them. That's scraping the barrel, bro. The Eels are winning that game. If you actually have any warped vinyl, you can bring them into Landspeed Records, and they have a machine that uh, that flattens them out, don't they, Blarco? Yeah, yeah. Beeps, occa- beeps occasionally in the podcast. I wasn't expecting it. It does, though. mind you. What, how it's on the go. It's how, on the go. How would we time. hear that? Because we're of course not in the storeroom yeah. at the back of Landspeed Records. <laughs> no, um, we're somewhere completely different. Um, Reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. Well, we're still in the hunt. Yeah, it's still there. You know, there are there are now seven sides that are gone, and we are not one of those sides. This time last year, we were one of those sides, or we're just about to be. Um, Hudson we, Young. We, yeah, he goes from strength to strength. He's a reason um, to be cheerful, and we're back at home. You know, it's a, we we got a home game. It's during the day. It's on a Saturday. We can yeah. get out there now. What I do want people to be really cheerful about and do this weekend is if you got yourself any rainbow if you got yourself a rainbow shirt if you got yourself a rainbow scarf if you got yourself a rainbow flag or a rainbow <laughs> banner 
I want you some to come rainbow out. suspenders, a la Robin Williams and in Morgan Mindy. Morgan Mindy and yeah. Nano Nano. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you've got that's rainbow. Bring it out to show support for the good people at the Manly Warringah Football Club who had the decency to also show that on that jumper and show them we stand with them in supporting all people. We don't care who you are. You know, you dance your own dance. You be your own person, you know. You come out to that game and know that you're going to be safe and appreciated by everyone there because as long as you're a Raiders supporter, you're all right by us. So let's go out there and show support for Manly and all our people who unify under the Rainbow Barrier banner um, and tell them that football's for everyone and you're all wanted. Do your own dance. Just don't hurt anybody else and you're good. So, yeah, rainbows this week. Balake. Yes. You got any reasons to be cheerful? I think you pretty much covered them all. Matt, any reasons? Oh man, love is love, honestly. It's 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 mm-hmm. it's awful that it was brought into this climate and then the way that some of those television shows dealt with it was pretty petty to be honest. But I'm kind of Hey poli- tried to politicize an issue that shouldn't be political. Yeah, no. it's bullshit. And, and then the, the fact that Manly stuck by their guns for a club that I hate, I'm really proud of what they tried yeah, to do. And, and they said they're going to do it again. And they stuck. Year. Exactly. So um, I'm impressed. With you that. know, and, but yeah, uh, getting back to the game, uh, reason to be cheerful. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy with the way Foggy, um, Fogarty, 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 Jamal, Fogarty, Jamal. How, what do they call him? They call him Jami? No, what do they call They call him something Jamma. different. Jamma. Jamma. The way that he's he's developing into the role, you know, slowly. It, it can't be easy playing halfback for Rick, and it can't be easy playing halfback when nah. Jack is there. He's got a reputation and, for burning through halfbacks. Exactly. And, and, and what I'm seeing after probably only, what, eight games or something, is as, as, as confident as a half as I've seen play under Rick since... Rick's been coaching the Raiders. Think in really? hindsight, so, do you think in hindsight, though, we should never have um, let Aiden Caesar go? Like, do you think that we were, you know, we made a grand final under Aiden Caesar. He wasn't, you know, the he's he's not Daily Chair Evans. He was never in that elite, elite halfback class. But we're just trying to get back to having a solid halfback. I mean, George Williams was a mistake for a bunch of reasons. Mm. Most notably, he was primarily a runner. In the Jack White. Well, that's what we we let we let Caesar go for Williams, right? No, and that didn't work. Yeah, because well, I think Fogarty's, Fogarty's as good as Williams. Fogarty's as good as Caesar. Yeah, but it's just I, a different type of half. I do agree. If I could go back in time, I would have kept Aiden. Yeah, I I, I think he was stiffed. And uh, if you're out there listening to this, Aiden, sorry, sorry, that's the go. Blake, you got a listener of the week for us? We're gonna go with Scott Dinnerville. Right. I don't know where Scott is, but he listens to the show, and, nice and one, he's, he's he's come around to the shark. He told me. Right, right. I don't know why you have to come around to the shark. <laughs> the shark's obviously genius. It's one of the best things on the show, if not the best. Um, look, you might have seen on social media that the pork was out there handing out prizes for the Raiders review with Blake and the pork competition, where you rep your favourite Blake and the Pork merchandise or your favourite Blake and the Pork taglines in public and get them noticed on social media or on the, even better, on, on telly. Um, and you might win a, a prize because there's lots and lots of prizes like Audio Technica Turntable, Jalapenos, Honey, John Sharkey 
albums uh, uh, and there's been a bit of call for this Matthew uh, and Matt Lanevez 8x10 glossy uh, signed really starting to heat up as one of the most prized ones there uh, I don't think they're record. a thing anymore, are they, in Hollywood? Yeah, well, he needs to get one because people want it. Um, Landspeed Record Voucher. Ask Clown Beanies. Not that we have any more, but probably... No, I've still got one. Raised by... Oh, but we good. can... We can you know, if you win the prize, you can have your choice. Yeah. Because a lot of the people that are entering the competition probably already have an Ask Clown Beanie. Yeah, yeah. And they probably would mind a Raiders by 56 one. Yeah, that would be. But this week, we don't have a winner. No. no. No one did anything. So, you just can all go to hell, right? Yous can all go to hell one way or another. Um, look, yous can all go to hell. Yous can all go to hell. Yeah, that's right, you can. Um, but look, we got Manly. Get out there. Make a big crowd. Make a big noise. Take your rainbow stuff if you got it. But be the best 18th player you can possibly be by laying mercilessly into Ash Klein um, and his officials to make sure we get calls going our way. Because I guarantee if the role's reversed and we're at Brookvale, I've seen it. Every time. Oh, hostile crowd. They are hostile. They're on the back of the ref from the moment the ball's kicked off till after full time, regardless of the result or what's gone on. They lay into them from start to finish and they get the calls. They get them. I've watched them get calls that weren't there because they called for stuff that was a figment of everyone's imagination. Yeah. But they make people believe and we have to do the same thing if we want to win because there is no side that likes beating us at home more than Manly Warringah Seagulls. Melbourne we, we really, really want to beat them. We really want to beat. Yeah, them. probably Storm is the only other team that probably has a better record against us at home than yeah, than Manly. And, and we all hate the Storm, and so we should. We should hate the Storm. Anyway, um, coming up after this, well, obviously we got Manly at home this weekend, and then next weekend, if you're going to make the trip, and I'm hoping many of you will, and you'll need to get onto your tickets asap because it's a little ground that's selling out. Sunday, fourth of September, four p.m. West Tigers away will be Jimmy Tamo's last match. So you should get along there and have a look at the, the man with the Easter Island head going around. Because apparently calling someone incompetent on the field, in front of everyone, is not as bad as calling someone a weak gutted dog in a press conference. So there you go. And maybe it isn't. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, you've been listening to the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And you are... Heather. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. <coughs> yeah, this is Danny Stewart, the uh, half-brother of a uh, Canberra artist coach, Ricky Stewart. <coughs> Now, in regards to that uh, absolute shellacking over the uh, uh, high-flying nights on Sunday, uh, fuck me, what a performance that was. <clears throat> Yet another uh, cl- uh, ruthless uh, clinical performance. Uh, a bit of a slow start there, but uh, the match was never really in doubt. I know at uh, half-time I was uh, uh, online looking at uh, grand final tickets. <clears throat> Uh, it's looking more and more inevitable as each game passes by that uh, that fourth Raiders Premiership's on the way. But uh, first, we've just got to uh, sneak into that eight, uh, win our next two, and hope uh, uh, there's a few uh, bed sheets from the uh, teams that are just above us. <coughs> now, in regards to the uh, game against uh, the Eagles on last uh, Saturday, uh, let's just say I've, uh, I've got a bit of history with that footy club. <coughs> Uh, and my dealings going to uh, Brookie Oval over the years. I've copped a uh, fair bit of flack, a fair bit of abuse from their uh, 
uneducated uh, for want of a better term fuckwit uh, supporter base and he's uh, <coughs> uh, our chance to give it back guys uh, they're in a low ebb let's rub their faces in it and uh, put a cricket score on these fuckers <coughs> um, so we've just got to go out there do a job on the Eagles on uh, Saturday and uh, we're still in the fort we're still alive and uh, go you green machine <laughs>